Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome to Focus Today. I'm your host, Perry Atkinson, and I'm delighted to have back with us. It's been quite a while. Our good friend, uh, Pastor Ron Sussex, with us today. Uh, he's a minister, evangelist, founder of the uh, Sussex Evangelistic Association. He's also a host of a TV program entitled Faith Walk, author of several books, including Firestorm and God Will Answer. And you go to cministries.org is the uh, website there. And check that out as well. Ron, good to see you, friend. How are you? It is really good to see you. And I am so excited to be here because we have some amazing things happening. I, I want to build a phrase into people's thinking today. All eyes on Assyria, Israel, and Egypt. That prophecy we've talked about again and again. Uh, most of my work up until now has been with the Assyrian people, and God has opened amazing doors for that. But now God is opening the doors to the Coptic world. And I'm not free right now to say much about that other than the fact that uh, we're already in co conversation, and there's an excitement. And what we're looking to do is to move towards a summit whereby we bring the believers of these three nations together to say, you're in Isaiah's prophecy, chapter 19, verses 23 to 25. The three of you are named in this prophecy. Let's understand that prophecy and let's begin to prepare how you're going to serve under the coming Messiah. And Perry, it, this we're in the very early stages, but it's in motion. And what's exciting to me is that I'm not having to sell them this on them. It's like it's been in their heart. I'm simply the person articulating what's already in their hearts. And and at this point, it's really bubbling. Well, you have been a hawk with this issue for quite some time, Ron. And I want to say thank you. Uh, there is a little bit of a significance today because it's uh, commemorated today as the uh, Assyrian Martyrs Day. So uh, give us a little background on that. Well, th this comes out of August 7, 1933. And what occurred, and by the way, it's, it's right now the Assyrian Martyrs Day, but it's spreading to the Armenians, and eventually this is going to be a global Martyrs Day recognition. We now have five states in America that are recognizing this day officially. So there's a movement there, uh, and hoping that this is going to slow down this, this horrific martyrdom that's taking place around the world in this day and age. However, what happened was after World War I, there was a great deal of restlessness. I won't go into those details because they're ge geopolitical, and I don't want to uh, awaken uh, negative sentiments at this point of those who are, I'm on this side or that side, but I want to tell the story of what happened. On August 7, 1933, the Arabs in the southern part of Iraq went into the northern Iraq after saying to the Assyrians, you can live in the Sameli region. There's a river there. And you can live along that river and you can have villages, no more than 100 people and no weapons. Now, you know what I just said. That's mm. a shooting gallery. 
And on August 7, early in the morning, 1933, they were ready as the Assyrians came out of their doors to go to their fields and plow and do what they do. They began to mow them down through the windows, through the walls, in the doorways, outside. They took the priest and uh, put them on the ground living, put Bibles on their chest and lit them uh, and, and burned them alive. Along with their Bibles, they were grabbing the, the uh, uh, virgins, raping them in the weeds and then selling them into sex slavery. And when it was over, the demonic frenzy was so intense that that they took trucks and drove back and forth over the dead bodies. We're talking about three to 6,000 bodies. They drove over the bodies to grind them into the dust. This was done to the Assyrians. And the world has long forgotten that. Probably most of the world never heard about that. But that was the tipping point that now began August 7 as Martyr's Day. Wow. So... Give us an update of, of the Assyrians today. Well, today the Assyrians tragically are scattered all around the world. By the grace of God, uh, I have done two major interviews by Zoom uh, on Assyrians Day and other days with them in Australia. And by the way, Perry, there's an invitation in the making for me to come and address the uh, the Australian Parliament about the Assyrians. Uh, there, there are there's a possibility, and I, I don't want to go any further than that. But there are doors opening that are amazing to represent them in in very high circles. But the Assyrians today are scattered around the world because not only have they been the most persecuted church and nation in, in world history, but uh, and that began to break them down. Their homeland is in northern Iraq and southeastern Turkey, uh, northeastern Syria, and, and that's their homeland. That uh, They were there for 4,000 years. And they have been scattered through through oppression uh, to America, Sweden, Denmark, uh, Germany, uh, Canada, uh, Australia. They're scattered all around the world. And there was still a million and a half in northern Iraq in 2003. But when we took out Saddam Hussein, that opened the, cage, the cages of the wolves. And then later in 2017, we all remember that ISIS attacked. Notice that ISIS did not attack southern Baghdad or, or southern Iraq where Baghdad is. They attacked northern Iraq right for the Assyrians. Now, I look at this biblically and spiritually, and I believe that Satan himself is behind a lot of this. Why? Because he knows that when these three nations are united, as Isaiah prophesied, it's actually God's prophecy through Isaiah, which means God's word never returns void. It's going to happen. Well, in that light, I believe that Satan knows that when this happens, that's when he's chained for a thousand years. He's fighting tenaciously with all that he has. But by the power of Christ, we are now seeing, now that um, networks like yours have given us the privilege of a platform, I'm beginning a two-month series this week on the Assyrian people to educate the church worldwide, and hopefully eventually to, to educate the world itself, because we need to see the movement begin and continue of these three nations coming together in preparation for the purpose of God under the Messiah. How 
many other countries have recognized the Assyrian genocide or has the genocide given them an opportunity to just forget those people? Most people want to erase everything. And in most nations of the world, they don't even know who the Assyrians are, even in their midst. And many Assyrians have lost their concept of the the prophecy and the hope. Uh, they've been greatly discouraged and defeated. And that's why if God is using me in any way, it's to awaken a new hope in them. I just got uh, back from London, Ontario late last night, where I was speaking uh, Saturday to a group of Assyrians. and. I couldn't believe it, Perry. When I was done, I was surrounded with the young Assyrians. And this <laughs> that went on longer than the meeting itself. It went on for well over an hour, as and, and they were so encouraging and so affirming and so respectful and asking tremendous questions. And, and there was also a Coptic priest in the audience, and he said, would you come and speak at my church? So there's a great movement, a stir beginning within them, and through programs like we have on your network, this is spreading more and more. What is happening, Perry, is that they will take this interview today, and I will tell you that the Assyrians are going to scatter this around the world beyond imagination. Um, what does the prophecy Isaiah 19 say? In that day, there will be a highway between these three, Egypt, Israel, and Assyria. And the Assyrians will walk to Egypt, Egypt will walk to Assyria, and this is key, they will worship together. To worship together, you have to be one in heart, one in mind, one in spirit, and one in your understanding of God. When you have that, now you can worship together. And then it goes on to say, these three, Israel being one-third out of the two-thirds of Gentile nations, they will be a blessing to the entire world. And I've been doing a lot of study and thinking on what that means. And what I think, Perry, is that they are going to be teaching the world what the world is coming to Jerusalem to learn. We, the Bible tells us they'll be crowding into Jerusalem to learn the ways of God. Jerusalem is saying, I don't have room for you. Where are you coming from? And I believe that these three nations will be sending ambassadors to take the concept in the literal highway of holiness that allows no evil people to walk on it, to teach the ways of God throughout the world, the ways of God in 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 commerce, the ways of God in the courtroom, in justice, the ways of God in economy, the ways of God in culture, the ways of God in the home, teaching the ways of God. And here's what's marvelous. These dear people, the Egyptians included, and many Israelis, as we know, have suffered horrific oppression and attack and martyrdom. And out of this, as Jesus said, unless a seed, a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. And I said to the Assyrians this past Saturday, you have planted a lot of seed into the kingdom of God. And when the Messiah comes, these three nations will be united, I believe, under the Messiah to now carry out the will and the purpose and the glory and the righteousness of God and the holiness of God throughout the entire world.
Wow, your enthusiasm is infectious. Let me, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, how many Assyrians are there out there today? And number two, do you expect there'll be a great migration back to that original land of, of Assyrians? I do. There are at least three and a half million that we know of scattered around. Well, no, I'm sorry. There are more than that. There are only about a quarter of a million left in northern Iraq. And the rest, of up to three million that they know of, are scattered around the world. I believe there may be eight to ten million because of those who have been abducted and sold into slavery. And they're, they're in situations they can't get out of, crying out to God to deliver them. And uh, yes, I do, I do think that we're going to see them begin to migrate back. But here's what they're waiting on. They only need two things, the right to their land and protection. And I wrote a letter. Uh, let me just put it in general terms. I wrote a letter. I, I was asked to send a book to a very high-ranking world leader. And that letter, that letter in the book, and the book was hand-delivered to this leader. We did get word that he read it. And in the, the, the letter, I said that if you will get behind Assyria and protect them and help them, they will become the greatest allies you will ever have. Because the Assyrians have proven that despite 2,000 years of persecution, they have remained faithful to Jesus Christ. And now that I'm among them, I'm discovering that that it's, it's blooming like, like a flower in the spring. How did the Assyrians become Christian in the Middle East? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Remember now that the Assyrians were the people that uh, took away the ten tribes of Judah, and uh, they have a very dark image in the Bible. But if you want to know what God thinks about them, read very carefully Ezekiel chapter 31. God talks about their greatness, and he says, I made them beautiful. It wasn't their DNA. It wasn't that they're superior. I made them beautiful. And then he brought them down, according to Ezekiel 31 because of one word alone, pride, pride. And then within two or three years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Bartholomew, Thomas, and Thaddeus, the three disciples, went up to northern Iraq and led the king to Jesus Christ, and he called the whole nation now to follow Jesus Christ. And as a nation, they began to follow Jesus Christ, and they took the Great Commission seriously and carried the gospel all the way 3,400 miles on barefoot to China. And the Chinese called them the luminous religion, and they affected many other nations. They led somewhere between 80, 60 to 80 million people to salvation in the early centuries of the church. God, wonderful. Ron, I only have you for a short visit today. We'll get you back. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, check out uh, Ron's website where you can get so much information on this, cministries.org, cministries.org. Go there, support what he's doing. Read Isaiah chapter 19, get more on this, and stay connected. Egypt, Israel, and Assyria. What an amazing story. Ron, thank you, brother. God bless you, friend. Stay in the fight. Good to see you. God, God bless you, my friend. Good to see you. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.